0: To tech talks. Lighting to Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, Taft Strickland joins us from Portland, Oregon, where he is Sales Team Manager for Just Add Power, the seminal Florida-based AV over IP distribution technology manufacturer but because one job is not enough Taft is also CEO of Cincinnati-based RS Pro Sales an independent sales rep firm with several notable brands including Sonance, Lutron and Sony but that's not all he's also one of the most entertaining people to follow on Facebook arguably the number one party host at the CEDIA Expo trade show every year and maybe the biggest current day Van Halen fan on the planet think I'm exaggerating consider this Taft's name on face, on his Facebook account is listed as Taft Van Strickland. Taft Strickland, it's great to finally have you on the podcast. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Great. Great to be on. Um, and my real legal name is Taft Van Strickland.
0: Oh, my God. I had well, no idea. That's awesome. If
1: you'd, like, if you'd like, I can go grab my driver's license. So
0: <laughs> That's okay. I trust you. Was this <laughs> yeah. something you changed?
1: Uh, well, potentially Maybe. Yes. Okay,
0: okay. Well, before yes. before we get into Van Halen, I, I did want to give you a, a a belated congrats on the Bengals' uh, awesome run to the Super Bowl last month. Yeah. Um, I, I like to do a little research before these interviews, and I went on Facebook to see what some of your latest posts were. And I couldn't really get out of the month of February back toward something other <laughs> than Skyline Chili posts and Bengals posts. So it's been
1: obviously a big thing for you the past couple couple, few weeks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, you know, my wife being born and raised in Ohio and I was a transplant who was there for a while. Um, and then I'm not really much of a sports ball fan. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, I, there's, there's a few teams that I follow. Um, it was pretty amazing what the Bengals did. Yeah. Um, you know, just really a huge upset and, the whole time we're watching the game, my wife's like, if somebody told me, you know, 20 years ago this would be happening, I would have just laughed. Um, but uh pretty, pretty cool, definitely put Cincinnati on the big stage. Yeah. And I think they did a good job of representing. So
0: I, I agree. Um, it was it was great to see the local sports bars get in on the story. And I think that uh Joe is just a guy everybody really kind of uh loved and I also think just because Bill Belichick and Tom Brady weren't in the Super Bowl, we were all really happy about that as well. So <laughs> let's root for somebody new.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, um, pretty, pretty cool. Um, a lot of fun. And, uh, I did eat Skyline. You saw on Facebook, I uh-huh. ate Skyline three times. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I won't say breakfast, we'll say, um, early lunch, uh, lunch and then dinner. Um, and then, uh, I woke up the next morning and um my wife was like how do you feel i was like i feel like i ate skyline three times yesterday. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly um, yeah
0: well but, uh, well uh you and i we, we got to know each other um over the years at industry events i believe you're one of the first people that walked up to me at something knowing me um from the magazine residential system my old magazine um, and, and just kind of introducing yourself. And then we kind of connected on, on the Midwest, um, thing, both being yeah. located in the Midwest and later at CD headquarters, old headquarters where you were working for just Ed power doing some training. Um, but, uh, I was just really curious how you got into the industry. What, what, um, what were some of your, you, you were just kind of a music, um, per, kid growing up in bands and stuff like that. And then got yeah, into so tech or.
1: Yeah. I, I grew up playing guitar. Um, and, um, grew up playing guitar and not really having, you know, having the means or wherewithal to go out and buy a bunch of stuff or to have stuff repaired or anything else like that. In fact, when I got my first real guitar, my parents made me sell my previous guitar, um, because nobody needs to own more than one guitar. <laughs> um, and several hundred guitars later, I have proved them completely wrong. Um, oh my God. but having, you know, everything from changing tubes to fuses to, you know, cleaning pots on amplifiers, you know, finding stuff that potentially, you know, didn't work, needed repaired. Um, so I started doing stuff like that as a teenager. Um, then I met a guy uh, when I was living in Dallas. Um, I was doing the electronics program at my high school. Um, met a guy who said, hey, Um, you know, do you want a summer job? And I was like, sure. And it didn't involve, you know, making hamburgers, um, and went in and that was cam audio, um, just outside of Dallas. And he brought me under his wing. And that summer I was repairing cassette duplicators. Um, now to rewind, I'm almost 50 and this was, I was 16, um, And that turned into a long-term part-time job. So then I went to school until like one o'clock in the afternoon um, when I went back to school. And then from there, I went to CAM. Um, And that was a lot of fun back in the day. Um, I got really good at what I did, doing maintenance, doing light repairs. Um, I could even do rebuild stuff. And then North Dallas had a WEA facility, which is Warner Electro Atlantic, who also owned okay. a whole bunch of other folks. They had a cassette facility there, and I would get to go there um, and repair machines, um, check into the office, um, you know, playing music, doing that, having some connections to WEA. Um, you know, just like at that point in my life, I didn't know what I was gonna do. Um, But I knew it had something to do with that mix. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up leaving CAM and went to work um, for financial reasons for a communications company. And we were a contractor. I ended up getting pulled into every large project um, because I knew how to talk to clients. I was really good at retrofit. And I did that for a few years. And that bled into... Um, me moving to the Midwest, and in pretty short order of being in the Midwest, I went to work for the guys at Jamesons, and they've been around for sixty years doing custom insulation. Okay, um, did that long enough. You know, I I hate attics. I hate crawl spaces. <laughs> um, you know, I I hate insulation, whether it's a fiberglass or the old blown-in stuff, um, and it was just getting a little long in the tooth for me. And then I went to work for a distributor and rep firm in the Cleveland market. Um, went to work for them. Quickly realized that I walked into something that I, I didn't realize I had walked into. Um, I walked into something where I was like, okay, so I'm, I'm here to sell stuff. And then I was kind of handed a platter of, here, you need to go and do this because... Were kind of partially retired, um, oh. and so it was a it was a zero to one hundred in thirty days. Um, hmm. I grew that business, and then when that business was sold, um, I left. Um, and I had since moved to Cincinnati um, and had started uh, dating the woman who is my wife now, um, hmm. who's an attorney. And um, she looks at things different than, apparently than AV guys do. Um, <laughs> because when I went to start my business, she's like, well, why don't you do this? And I said, because nobody does. Well, why don't you do that? Well, because nobody does. Um, and really kind of questioned everything that I did, every every move. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I guess it's been 18 years ago, uh, launched a, a rep, rep and distribution company. um, And, you know, quickly tooled up and uh, became a pretty large firm, the largest firm in that territory. Um, We were the first Sonos rep. So you can thank me or blame me, whichever you want. Um, In fact, for a while, um, for a lot of years, my nickname was the Sonos Jesus. Um, so we had a 10 year run with them and I helped them hire their reps throughout the country, figure out how to go to market, um, you know, all sorts of stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and it became a big enough brand for us that I was always worried about what was going to happen next. Like what happens when this goes away? Um, and always kind of forward thinking on the business side. Um, and then, uh, Ed and I met. Uh, Ed is the founder of Just Add Power. Um, Just Add Power is celebrating their 30th anniversary this year. Um, I have uh, I've been around since we launched our first HDMI over IP product, which would have been a um, little over 12 years ago. Um, built out our sales team. Have um, helped with design. Um, have helped with engineering on projects um, and products, um, built out our entire distribution and sales force for the globe. Um, and it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, as that happened several years ago, um, I ended up moving um, to Portland, Oregon. Um, still have a place in Ohio, still go back. Mm -hmm. Um, but my, uh, my wife who still likes me and I like her, um, (laughs) and kids, uh, live full time in Portland, Oregon. So, um, just my wife came home one day and she's a patent attorney, um, and said, Hey, these people want me to fly out and interview, uh, for a job, which was with Nike. Oh, Um, wow. She is a patent attorney. She runs the global design team, um, for Nike. Um, so. She's crazy busy um, and way smarter than me. She's (laughs) now in charge of their Metaverse stuff. They bought an NFT company. Um, She's doing licensing for Metaverse, for gaming, for digital design, for NFTs, just all sorts of crazy stuff. So um, I couldn't not let her grab that opportunity. Right. Um, And so, you know, that's I just said, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do this.
0: Well, I want to I want to dive in to more detail with, about just Ed Power because, it, frankly, it's a, it's a really cool um, bunch of products and solutions that a lot of times I don't have time to dive into with you at CEDIA because it's just like, hey, this is what's new. Got to get I've got a meeting to go. To. It's like really quick yeah, exactly. and it's like a lot to lot to tackle. But uh, first, I need to take a quick break for a commercial.
1: Founded in 2005 by a team of highly skilled audio veterans, Wet Sounds is an award-winning Texas-based marine audio company bringing a level of performance, style, and durability unparalleled in the audio industry. Wet Sounds is proud to introduce you to the Venue Series 110V 1200W 4-Channel Amplifier System. The VS-1200 Amplifier was specifically designed to power Venue Series products while utilizing a 110V power source. Included is the VSLS-ENC, a purpose built landscape enclosure designed to house the Wet Sounds VS 1200 amp with the plug and play media center in harsh outdoor environments. Learn more, visit Wetsounds.com.
0: Welcome back. We're talking with Taf Strickland, sales manager, uh, sales team manager for Just Ed Power and CEO of Cincinnati based RS Pro Sales. Um, so, Taf, give me the um, kind of the background, you you said the first product um, earlier uh, for Just Ed Power uh, was HDMI over IP. And a lot of what you do is, in fact, um, distribution, video distribution and audio distribution. Um, A
1: a little bit of history. I'll rewind just a little bit. So Just Ed Power was founded 30 years ago, um, and it was founded by multiple ex-IBM employees, Um, and they started out doing learning labs 30 years ago, it was not cost effective to put a computer in front of everybody, but having one of our learning lab boxes, a keyboard and a monitor, um, allowed, uh, allowed large scale teaching, um, and interaction on a, on a computer, um, and to have that full computer experience without having to purchase a computer for every single person. Um, so started out doing that, moved into, um, house of worship products, um, where we had a video switcher that was also a video distributor that did all sorts of stuff like composite video. you remember that yellow plug, um, mm-hmm. you know, VGA RF, um, and being able to control that and send video out to the overflow area or to the cry room, um, you know, where, wherever with houses of worship, um. A little over 12 years ago, we launched our first HDMI over IP product, um, which was 1080. It used a JPEG 2000 compression algorithm, um, and that was our first product, and we hit the ground running. I mean, I'm still amazed. Um, You know, back in the day, the the question was, does it really work? And the answer was, yes, it does. Um, And... So about a year and a half after that, we launched our 2G product, which was lossless 1080p. And at that point, we started to add features with firmware updates. So you could do video wall. So you could take anybody's screens, turn them into a video wall. You could pull back a preview of what was playing. We had instant video switching, um, just all sorts of cool stuff and scaling. So if you had a 720p or 1080i cable box, it would play 1080p on your 1080p screens. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we launched our 3G product, which was backwards compatible with our 2G product because we don't believe in throwing things away. So we we believe that when you buy something, it should last and you should be able to either integrate it seamlessly or be able to bridge it with the rest of your system. So they yeah. you're not buying something That you come to the next trade show and i say hey jeremy hey i I love what i bought last year cool now it's a paperweight (laughs) um so you know we just don't believe in that we believe in you know our product cycle of of lasting for decades Mm -hmm. so it's been um seven years ago we launched our 3g 4k product um absolutely stunning and phenomenal um at the time um with content Um, It maxed at a 4K 30 output, which at the time, that's all that there was. Um, And you could mix and match screens. You could have 4K screens and 1080p screens. And your 4K would get downscaled to 1080. Your 1080 would get upscaled to 4K. All your sources could be different. You could have a VGA source, a composite or component source. You could have a 1080p, a 4K source, 720p source, Everything played everywhere and everything played seamlessly. Um, and then we started to add a few more pieces to the mix. Like we have a box that's an audio input or audio output for analog audio. We added a device that has an HDMI loop through. We added them with audio inputs and audio outputs so you could mix audio in if you needed to do paging across your system. Um, just kind of done a lot of really, really cool things. Um, Pre-pandemic, before COVID, was that seven years ago or two years ago? <laughs> so right. About yeah. uh, about two and a half years ago, we moved into a larger facility in Seminole, Florida. Um, expanded our tech support team. Expanded our sales team. Just kind of expanded across the board. Um, now the cool thing is, is we're shipping our Max Color product next week, um, and that is 4K 60 444. And that's not just on the input side. It's 4K 444 is what your screen's going to see, as well as Dolby Vision certified and, you know, every other HDR supporting all audio formats. And we're still we design, engineer, and build our own product. And we're still doing it on the same. Um, we're doing it over, you know, cat cable mm-hmm. and over a gig switch. Um, so, we've not forced people into changing the infrastructure to pulling fiber to every television. Um, at Infocom, we unveiled our max color product with three screens side by side. Nobody could pick out which one was the original and which ones were across the network. Nobody could pick out latency difference. Mm-hmm. And anybody that guessed was just guessing at that point. Um, So that was a a whole lot of fun. Um, At this point, I'm pretty sure over copper, we are the only people doing full 444 to the screen. Um, And uh, so that's super exciting. Um, Our image pull, which allows you to pull a preview of what's playing, um, is now a motion JPEG. Um, mm. So you could pull that back to a control system and see all the way down to what a source is playing live um, on a mobile device or a control system device or a PC or a you know a MacBook or whatever you wanted to, or you could also see exactly what's playing all the way down to the screen level as well. So it makes managing it really easy, or keeping an eye on what your kids are doing, uh, you know, even easier. So um yeah the way the excited.
0: way you describe that it sounds like um the commercial um opportunities are great with with what you're providing and then you mentioned the kids and it's a residential solution as well how what's the yeah. mix would you say for the company
1: commercial versus
0: residential
1: well you know before covid we were about fifty five to sixty percent residential okay um, and about forty percent commercial um That shifted even more during COVID because everything commercial stopped Mm. and everything residential got accelerated. Um, And so I'm still amazed at the size and scope of projects that were completed, you know, in the midst of like, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Can we get on an airplane and fly? Is the whole world shut down? You know, Um, so just so many things early on in the pandemic where I feel like it just stopped. Um, and people were stuck at home, um, mm-hmm. or they were stuck in limbo. Right. So my new house is three quarters the way built and, you know, come, you know, an earthquake or high water, <laughs> we're finishing it right. <laughs> and we're going to live there, you know? Um, and I, you know, I witnessed, I witnessed it in my own neighborhood with my own neighbors and, you know, we witnessed it across the country. Yeah. Um, but, um, I think now that we're kind of in this um, well, I won't call it post COVID, but the late COVID after effects, um, mm-hmm. we're starting to see a lot of commercial projects pop. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, just had, just had a stadium call me and they're like, Hey, you know, everything's, everything's pretty much, you know, ready to go. It's been ready to go and it's all been on hold. Um, and um, you know, I had an integrator call and he's like, I haven't talked to you in almost two years, but, I have two casinos that I'm doing next month Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, and everybody's fear when they make those phone calls is that we don't have product. Um, Mm -hmm. and we do. Um, so we have been able to keep a steady stream pipeline. Um, we've had a couple of back orders that have lasted sometimes as long as seven days. Um, but we haven't had the, like, we don't have this or this or this. Um, We did run into a shortage of Dolby chips um, Mm -hmm. for one of our transmitters, which is um, our AVP transmitter. Um, Knowing we were going to run out and knowing we were going to be without for um, probably 10 or 12 months, we shifted our product to what's called a KVM. So it has audio uh, output and it has USB over IP. It also has the audio inputs. When you purchase it as an integrator, you buy it for a little bit less money. When we have Dolby chips available, you can purchase a Dolby chip for a few bucks. We okay. ship it to you, you pull off the cover, stick it inside, and it's now a Dolby downmix mix AVP piece. Nice. Um, so being that we are who we are, we engineer our own stuff, we build our own stuff, um, you know, that roadmap. And I really thought our engineering team was completely nuts when they're like, Oh, we'll just build this and do that and do this. And then three weeks later, they're like, okay, here's a build of one. And like, we'll just run them into production. Um, Amazing. and it's a fantastic answer because it does what you need it to do. And then when you need that additional step that's available, um, and it'll be available a little bit later on down the road. Um, but it keeps us, you know, still shipping product.
0: Yeah. And that's a huge accomplishment. That's awesome. Um, It is.
1: I talked to somebody the other day and they, he called and wanted to check inventory and he said, I have another project that needs to get done next month. And I was just given a 36 week lead time. Wow. Man, it's just been so brutal for so many people. for sure.
0: Well, I, I need to let you go, but I wanted to, ask you one more thing before we go you are known for your parties at cedia and uh <laughs> i know i know you had you had a great one planned for for Andy, which was slightly. you know everything got pulled back at Andy, even though the yeah. show happened yeah. um what was your all-time favorite of the parties that you've been able to host and 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 feature yourself on guitar always
1: uh at? well um you know what's funny is the first one we did i didn't play guitar i played keyboards oh okay um, i'm Okay. I played a striped keyboard and came out and played 1984 and jump with Van Halen, which the <laughs> world's greatest Van Halen tribute band. Okay. Um, and that was the first one. And I got to say that was so fun. Um, but my, my favorite, I would say would probably be our queen nation show um, came out like that, but that was the theme of the show, right? So we'll, we will rock you. We did the guitars for vets thing and these vets got Brian May guitars. Like they didn't get some $199 thing. So we gave away in the booth, Brian May Guitars, which are not cheap and they're phenomenal. Um, And then that's what we also sent the uh, vets that year um, Mm. or Brian May Guitars. And that was, that was a powerful thing, but getting up to play, we will rock you with those guys was pretty amazing. And before I got on stage, um, I was down in the crowd and I bumped into a, a friend of mine in the industry he said, are you going to get up and play? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, right now they're perfect. So don't screw it up. And, uh, I mean, uh, somebody came up to me after the show with tears in their eyes and said, this is one of the, this is one of the greatest things I've ever been to. Um, so pretty, pretty cool. Um, we're just now starting to kind of circle the wagons and talk about this coming CDA. Um, and we're, we're 50, 50 on what we're going to do. Um, but if we do it, it'll be, it'll be out of this world. Um, it'll, I've I've talked to a couple other people and, uh, we've got, we always have something up our sleeve, um, in that regard. So lots of fun. Mm -hmm. The CD, will be, you know, we'll be back. We'll be giving away guitars, um, you know, doing that, supporting the guitars for vets thing. So if you win, then your name goes on three guitars that go to veterans. So it's like, it, we, we gift you a guitar and we gift you the karma. Um, yeah. And so we've given away, um, probably 40, at least 40 veteran guitars now, um, since we started the program, which is really, really cool. And a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: That, that's great. Well, it, it's always great to see you at Cedia and, and see what kind of cool shirt designs you've come up with for your, for your <laughs> concert party. And, and then, uh, if I don't yeah. make it because I'm, I'm lame and tired, uh, I see you, a video clip of you warming up the guitar and sounding pretty close <laughs> to pr- pretty cl- close to Edward, uh, Van Halen. So, uh, it, it's, 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 it's always entertaining. You're, you're one of the best at, at that thing. So, um, well, I mean, if you're,
1: if you're not having fun, there's really no use, you know, that's right. and that's, that's really right. kind of, you know, our marketing right now is, you know, take your system to 11, um, <laughs> You know, it's like the old spinal tap, you know, <laughs> yeah. why, why go to 10 when you can go to 11, it's one more and it's even better. <laughs> um, and, uh, just very fortunate to have the entire crew that we have within our company, Of uh, you know, whether it's support or, you know, shipping or logistics or engineering. Um, it just kind of, everybody kind of shows up with that. We're here to get this done and it's going to be fun. Um, so,
0: yeah. Well, Taff, thanks for, for taking the time out and best yep. of luck for for 2022. It's going to have to be better than the last two. And I and, uh, hope to see you at Cedia for sure. Uh, great yeah, talking definitely. to you.
1: We'll, we'll see you around. Thanks a bunch. All right.
0: Yep. Taff Strickland is a sales team manager for the Seminole, Florida-based Just Add Power and CEO of RS Pro Sales in Cincinnati. You can learn more about Just Add Power at justaddpower.com and RS Pro Sales at rsprosales.com. That wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, RestechToday.com, where you can also subscribe to the bi-monthly print and, or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell.
1: Residential tech Lighting specialist to our residential tech. Home smart Home
0: or smart house.